This podcast is all about talking about the questions that we all have in relation to Christian life in the world. You have to um, put a camel through a needle or something. Mm-hmm. Then we have to, you know, face like, persecution. Like wear a mask. What <laughs> no, uh, a hot take. Hot take. <laughs> I'm a normal dude. George is a Presbyterian pastor. Right. This is not for homeschool Johnny. And with that, we're off to the races here at Cool Kids Bible Study, episode 33. I meant God. She's black. Um, <laughs> this episode is uh, going to be about uh, some, uh, shall we call them modern ideas that are entering uh, the church? Mm. Yes. Yeah, we and, can use the uh, word modern. What we think about them, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna dive into that. We're gonna dive into a very specific directive that is affecting George's church right now, and make fun of it. <laughs> is that an accurate <laughs> summary? Yeah, that's fairly accurate. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's gonna be good. We're and you know above all, we're gonna own the libs. Oh, yeah. We're going to own the libs all the way back to Libtardsville. That's right. Just because on episode three, we spent an hour and a half shitting on Matt Walsh doesn't mean (laughs) we're not coming for you, you fucking Wesleyan grads with your (laughs) underwater lesbian basket weaving degrees. Fuck you. Okay. You will not survive this podcast. (laughs) You, (laughs) You're about to have your world shattered. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, but, but we are going to protect you now. <laughs> uh, weave your basket. See if I care. Um, no, but you know, we, we do like to, uh, pretend to be neutral on the show. I don't know why we do it. Do you notice that? Like every time we make fun of the right wing people, we have to like be like, well, but actually we sympathize. And, blah, blah, blah. and then every time we make fun of the left wing people, we have to be like, yeah, but you have to see, like, they're human beings, too. And it's like, no, nah, I, I think I'm done with that. I think I, I'm ready to have some, some you know, no-holds-barred fun, um, you know, viciously mocking people who uh, deserve it. So that's going to be a good deep dive. Yeah, yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. But before we get into that, we're going to get into... <clears throat> and now for a spot of light banter. So, I felt really Christian over the weekend. Oh, did you? Because I was offended by an amusement park. (laughs) Genuinely offended. Like, genuinely up in arms. (laughs) This is how it ends for everyone. If you ever considered throwing your hat into the ring with Christ, this is where you'll end up one day. You're going to be offended by something, some normal thing. And you'll be like, all those years you spent watching the news being like, who would ever protest that? Idiotic. And then you're going to be caught there. You're like, what's the big idea? All they're doing is trying to give people a place to exchange money and buy goods outside of a place of worship. And then the next thing you know, you'll be overturning tables. Uh, But... Yeah, I was at uh, this amusement park. It's on the border between South Carolina and North Carolina in the Charlotte area called Carowinds. And uh, during the Halloween season, they do a little event called Scarowinds. Ooh. Yes. Spooktober. Yeah, yeah. And and et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. And so uh, I attended that. And um, 
you know, they have people going around with chainsaws scaring you and, you know, making, you know, dragging sickles along the ground and popping out of bushes. And, you know, you go on all the rides at night when it, and they don't have any of the lighting on the rides and they have fog machines going. So it's pitch black. You can't see anything. It's, it's really fun. Yeah, it's pretty um, sweet. But I got saddled with a 10 year old during it. Very so, good. So I go there to meet my sister and my niece. So I have a niece and nephew who are uh, well, one's turning five and one is 13. So, you know, the 13 year old wants to like do grown up shit and the, the five year old's five, you know. So um, she feels like, oh, every time we go to Carowinds because they have season passes, um, they're like, oh, like, like my we niece, have to who ride I'm not going to coaster. Exactly. She, yeah. she gets held back. And like the rest of the adults, like we want to do the big rides that he's too young to do. So I show up there and I'm like, oh, dope. It's just me. I'll call her. Um, I'll call her Jenny. OK, my niece. So it's just like sure. me, Jenny and my sister, Allie. Um, and it's like, OK, cool. So me and Jenny can hang out and do all the scary rides together like uncle and niece. This is going to be great. Um, and then an, another little fella pops out of the car and it's this sort of sheepish uh 10 year old ginger kid who's wearing a, a sweatshirt that's about four sizes too big for him with the 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 sleeves just sort of hanging like he's like he's some sort of a wizard or ghoul or something very nice um yeah just and, and he's just like oh hi oh oh no my name is oliver and i'm like uh, hi not his real name obviously right, like, hi yeah. oliver what's up you like rides? And he's like, no. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Cole's about to be Allie... unleashed on this 10-year-old. Can't wait. <laughs> Allie takes me aside and she's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm like, what's going on? What do you mean? You got this kid with you. He's, well, you're, you know, he's a, the, the, the fucking dad, okay, said to me, oh, he goes, yeah, yeah, he goes. This is how she imitates Almond. Oh, yeah, he goes on all the rides. Uh, and, and then I get, I'm in the car with him and, and I'm like, so Oliver, what do you like to do? And he's like, I like the teacups. And I was like, do you like roller coaster? And he's like, no, no, no. And she's like, why? And he goes, cause every time I go on a scary roller coaster, I'm scared. I'm going to crap my pants. So, <laughs> so, so. Um, I'm like, oh boy, how is this going to shake out? What the fuck? So I'm going around and me and, M, uh, mm, what, what did I say? What's my niece's fake name? Jenny. Me and Jenny, Jenny go on these rides together. And then my sister is stuck with Oliver and I'm like, oh, okay. And then, you know, Jenny's like, oh, I want to go on with mom. I want to go with mom. And I'm like, look, and you know, my sister is like, I'm okay. So I'm going to leave a 10 year old boy with a 30 year old man. He just met like, this is sus. And so, no, I was like, I talked to him about it. I was like, yeah, Oliver, like me and you can like do do a ride, right? We'll do like the like the kitty roller coaster, basically gold rusher. And uh, he was like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, we can like hang out. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm like, Al, like, don't worry about it. You and Jenny do this ride. So I go and I take Oliver and we do this little rickety wooden coaster. And he's like shaking in line with terror, right? This is like a little like up and down kitty wooden roller coaster. And he's like, oh man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I'm like, dude, it's, it's fine. I mean, you know, there's like a 
seven year old girl next to him, like again, woo, and I'm like, bro, you know, you 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 uh, you're gonna be okay. Like it's gonna be good. This is like, how you so, know Cole is you know. saved, by the way, because like three years ago, he never would have put up with any of this. He would have punted this kid off the coaster. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> keep going. True. But I'm like, nah, it's gonna be good, man. Like, here, let's get your mind off it. Like, I don't know, you, you play soccer. Right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, what position do you play? Oh, we're like shooting this, shooting this shit. All this kid wants to talk about is investing. He's ten. Okay. <laughs> hey, he seems he's like a like, perfect match for you then. <laughs> he's like, yeah. So I've I've I'm started saving and I've got like my own little savings account and I'm starting to learn about interest. I'm like, nice. oh, okay. So he's like, so it's this is a hilarious. Like the age we're living in. He's like. Yeah, so it's uh it's a, a 2% CD account, like a 2% CD. <laughs> um so I'm like, okay, yeah, CD, it stands for certificate of deposit. It means that you, you give the bank money, they give you a certificate that says you deposited the money and after the terms up, you can take it out. But right now you can't take it out. So I'm sitting here just a 30-year-old dude. <laughs> I don't look the kid's a ginger, so we look nothing alike. Right, so it's so clear it's to like everyone in the like, line. He's my brother, he's my I'm not the dad, I'm he's not the uncle, I'm right. not the older, way older brother, you know, I'm not the so they're all like, What the, what the fuck is he? And I'm just like, Yeah, so You're basically if it compounds <laughs> monthly, you know, <laughs> if it compounds monthly, you know, we, we can actually I can get my calculator out, we can look at what it would do over a two-year term. And he's like, Whoa, cool. And I'm like, this is so fucked. And then I'm like, yeah, when I was a kid, you know, I had one, it was at 6%. And he goes, whoa, 6%. He goes, why? Because inflation was higher. And I was like, well, you know, uh, I mean, the, the relationship between, you know, uh, the interbank lending rates and, you know, CDs and general inflation isn't so, you know, tightly correlated as it was in, you know, uh, before new monetary theory. And I'm like, okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> He's like, He's like, can you tell me more about this? I'm like, no, I really, you're 10. So no, the answer is no. Like, I mean, what am I going to bust out a cigar? I'm like, so it all started with uh, fucking Greenspan, you know, the fucking Fed, you know, the balance sheet just kept growing. So, so this is what the kid wants to talk about. I'm like, oh, uh, Lord have mercy. So we do the rickety ride. Okay. The ride stops at the end. So it goes, that part where a ride goes from, and then it goes right and there's that dead silence yeah and he goes he goes so in that dead silence everyone's like oh before someone said oh that was nice he just goes whoa oh i could have swore i was gonna crap in my pants (laughs) dude (laughs) again there's a seven-year-old girl in front of us i'm like bro Bruh. I'm like, I don't know him, you know, but which makes it would make it worse. Right. Of I, course. You know, then what am <laughs> yeah. I doing with this young boy? So then I'm like, okay, uh, okay, praise God. I'm going to reconvene with my sister and Jenny, my niece, and I can, you know, you know, we can swap and blah, blah, blah. blah. And so I call her up. She's like, we're still in line. They're doing maintenance on the ride. I'm like, what? She Whoa. goes, yeah, but we're stuck in line and we just can't, we can't get out at this point. We'd be, you know, I'm like, oh, you haven't even started thinking. No, I can't see the end. I'm like, all right, well, Oliver, what other life uh, rides you like? And he goes, I like the Himalayan. Now, George, <laughs> you're aware of what the Himalayan is? I'm not aware of what the Himalayan is. Is it like okay. a, a what, no? It can't be a roller coaster. There's no way he. It's that do ride. It. It's a carnival ride that goes around in a circle and up oh. and down. Oh yes. 
and it looks yeah. like sleds. Yes. Yes. And, and I think Carowinds is branded as like the rock and roller coaster or something okay, or whatever. Yes, I absolutely know those types of rides. Yeah. Yeah. They're horrible because it's yeah. just a big spinning thing in a, thing spur- in a circle. Anything in a circle. Anything in a circle is rough as soon as you hit the age of 20 for some Yeah. Reason. And I'm already just- <laughs> worried because the centripetal force in those things just forces you all to squish together. Right. Right. So you're going to be squished up so, next to this kid. I'm going to be <laughs> squished up next to this young boy, which is right. no good. Right. Um, now, that would be enough to render me concerned. Right. But that was not all the evening had to throw at me. And we're going to get to the part where I'm offended <laughs> at Scarewinds. But uh, we're in line for the, the Himalayan, and it's looping around, it's looping around, it's looping around. But every part of this looping line is in full viewing distance and angle to what is very quickly revealed to be a full-on burlesque show. Mm. Like this... Okay, so they have these girls come out, and they're on poles and swinging through hoops. Right. They're all super creepily jailbaity. Gotcha. Right? They're They're like, you know, clearly like gymnast types that like, you know, they're probably 22, but they look, let's just say, younger than 22. It's not good. It's not good. And they're dancing in like a really over the top way. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's to the point where like Oliver notices this and he's like, why are they just doing the same dance move over and over again? Like they're not very good at dancing. And I'm like, yeah, that's because they're trying to like arouse grown men. Right. Like, you know, it's that bad. But, you know, it's like Carowinds after dark. So I guess they feel right. OK with doing this. Yeah, but they're it's... doing it in front of a kid's ride. Right, yeah. Like, why not do this, like, you know, uh, outside of the crazy haunted house uh, that none of the kids go in and next to the, the, the in between that and the scariest roller coaster that they're too small for? I'm like, you're doing this right in the carny area where all the kids are, like, trying to win stuffed gorillas. And <laughs> then he's asking me questions about that. He's like, what do you about? I'm like, uh, let's go back to interest rates because I'm not <laughs> broaching this topic. Yeah, like, I'm going to take one knee and be like, Hey, listen, little buddy. Um, so we live in a world where women are objects, <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're basically they're they're viewed by society as the sum of their body parts, and then remunerated with attention and praise for those parts, and they become completely dehumanized. So no, I'm not going to have that talk right. with it's this. A lot of syllables. A lot of syllables. <laughs> well, we just covered the fucking, you know, Fed interest, rates. Yeah, interesting. You know, yeah. we, we covered like, you know, the, well, you see, the market should be the the, th- the thing coordinating time and interest. There's a, a there's a invisible hand that guides the money market. No. Okay. And now we're, he's like, well, I don't understand. And I'm like, oh, man. So then, like, we get to the Himalayan. We're in line for 35 minutes for this stupid fucking ride, right? Mm. We get in the line. He's super awkwardly trying to avoid being squished into me, but he's a scrawny little 10-year-old, so he doesn't have the strength to, like, hold himself right. to the in his seat. So we're just awkwardly... And, and then as we're going around and up and down, he's like, sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. I don't mean to... Uh. So, sorry. I'm like, this is so fucked. Okay. <laughs> we get off the ride. We get off the ride awkwardly, right? My sister is there to meet us with my niece. 
my niece, as she's waiting for us, is turned towards this burlesque show and looks at my sister like, Mom, Mom, why is this happening? This is really weird, Mom. Mom, like my niece, who's just like discovering like that she's like on the path to becoming a woman is like, Mom, this is ruining my psyche. This is Mom. I- I'm learning from this. Mom. And I'm like, ah. Uh. Oliver's like, yeah, isn't that weird? I'm like, OK, let's leave. Just get as far from this as we possibly get and i'm like allison look i know like i'm the whack job orthodox christian in the family and no one else really gives a shit about any of this stuff but um that's fucked right she's like so fuck i'm like good 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 i'm glad that we can hold hands and pick at this because i'm like look i get it you know this is the 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 time one time the year the park stays open till midnight and all this stuff but like why is it in the kitty section you know, and and I joked with, around with her. I'm like, when I moved here from Armenia, I was like, I don't think North Carolina is far south enough for like how culturally conservative I am. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I'm just going to end up in Savannah or some shit because like, yeah. And the fact that this happened like in the south, mm-hmm. I was like really, really surprised. And people didn't seem like offended by it. Like no one did, you know. And people were there, like, with they were there in the crowd of this burlesque show, like, with strollers. I'm like, am I really, like, have I really grown that far removed from what I once found acceptable? But it comforted me that, like, my lifelong atheist sister was also like, this is really disturbing, you know? Mm-hmm. But I was just, look, I was just worried I was going to get labeled a pederast. So yeah, right. I had a I was- lot on my plate at the time. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not familiar enough with Southern culture to really say, I mean, like, all I know is that, and maybe it's because maybe it's just the location and the thing or whatever, but I figured that like, they're like, you know, there is, I mean, certainly it's more conservative in their general culture than the Northeast and the West Coast and uh, stuff like that. But I also like, I'm aware of like tailgating before college football games and like Daytona raceway and stuff like that where people go yeah. like where it's like super insane and uh and, and like all the southern universities and stuff like that so i guess for you it's just yeah. more of like it was the fact it wasn't the fact that that was occurring maybe but the fact that it was in the children's section right that, that was, was it yeah that, okay that, that yeah. really I, I and i mean like look every conservative culture has what i refer to as like blow off valves for sure. debauchery right. and um you know the more conservative the more blow off valves and subcultures exist like in victorian england um there was like a thriving homosexual community oh yeah actually that's you that's know? like one of the funny things about victoria it's like it's always like so depicted as and i mean in many ways it was very culturally conservative but like the huge there's this huge underbelly of like really depraved depraved things that are going on yeah. too. yeah 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 that the average victorian would be like well lads would be lads won't they you know <laughs> right, whereas right. like Nowadays, the average person would be like, even the average like gay person would be like, um, a bit much for me, right? A bit much for me. I mean, I'm right. a traditional man, you know? right? <laughs> I'm a I'm a gay man with some value on tradition. I this is just depressed. Yeah. So yeah, I think it, it is a fact that and Thaddeus Russell, great historian that I referenced a couple episodes ago, but. He uh, has studied this a lot in like the Gilded Age and in the history of America, like these, I forget what he refers to them as, but basically like uh, 
places where countercultures and subcultures flourish within conservative cultures. And the more conservative the overarching culture is, like the more vibrant uh, and the more space there is for like highly active countercultures. Uh, so maybe that's something at play here, or maybe people just like pussy. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> Could go one way or the other. Right. But yeah, that was my that was my weekend. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I got one of the girls numbers, but whatever. Whatever. Whatever, dude. Whatever. I was like, hey, what's up? What's up, girl? You like fucking roofless cars and rooftop bars, bitch? Nice yeah. leotard. Check out this 10 <laughs> year old that I'm not banging. I'm not. I'm no, no, no. No, I, I also, know it's clear we're not related and not we're going mine. in the Himalayan together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, not mine. Right. not mine. Also, yeah, no, I know it's clear that we're not related and we've just done the Himalayan together and he wants to go again. But I, no, no, I'm not. No, 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 no. Oh, no, never. <laughs> not gonna. Not even. No, I'm mm, no. So anyway, uh, I um <clears throat> Very well traveled. Yeah. So no, yeah. Uh it was a it was quite a trying time, but I learned a lot about myself and I learned that, you know, even ten year olds need to learn about compounding interest, apparently. Right. Super dystopian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my weekend has been uh been pretty good. Um, but what I had to what I've had to deal with is Diwali is today. And for anyone that doesn't know, I live <laughs> oh, in, no. Did you in get a part doused? of New Jersey. No, I didn't get doused, no. Oh, good. No, no. Um, no, it, I live in a part of New Jersey that's heavily Indian. And so uh, I was telling Cole that before the, the podcast, it was raining really heavily. And you'll remember a few weeks ago when we recorded, when we came back and it sounded like I was using the bathroom while uh, I was recording because there was rain outside of my window. Um, uh, and I was warning Cole yeah. about that again, but consider it a godsend because... It stopped people from shooting off fireworks. Uh, oh, and so yeah. You still might hear fireworks. You might hear pop. I'm trying to like unmute and mute myself, but you might still hear uh, the worship of pagan gods going on outside of my window. Well, don't so, they? Isn't this the one where they throw like colored dyes and powders I, on each I other? Think, no, I think that's a different holiday. Um, because okay. like this, like Diwali is the festival of lights. And so it's like kind of like there's parties and like. You know, people like if you're here, you'll see a bunch of Christmas lights up. Everyone, all the Indian families put Christmas lights up already and if not. And people will be like, why are people putting Christmas lights up? And it's like, actually, they're doing it for Diwali. So it's like they're, yeah. you know, so it's like nighttime parties and things like that are really big and dancing stuff and cultural festivals and yeah. shooting off fireworks and stuff like that. So if anyone, if you hear any terrible audio from me, that's why. More worse than normal, worse than normal. <laughs> I just want your superintendent to come back. <laughs> My superintendent. So George, you got any like cockroaches around here? <laughs> no, no, I haven't seen. You sure? <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't seen. Oh, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, man. <laughs> <laughs> the most New Jersey <laughs> shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Really? You're gonna, man. You have like, no cockroaches? Check again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, anyway. Um, 
that's yeah that's that's no i mean like they were running like huge um sales for you know and all the big fireworks stores and across yeah. the board in south carolina i mean in south carolina like you can buy grade a mortar tube fireworks oh i'm sure for like cheap so it's basically like lawless it's it's an amazing place <laughs> um yeah okay so so we got a lot to dive into shall we yes let's dive excellent george's deep dive it's so deep oh it's so deep so should we just go through the list <laughs> set the stage. Well, let me set let me, the yeah, stage for us. Yeah, I want to set the stage first. So, uh, our our topic today is uh, related directly to a directive that has kind of come down in my church um, at the presbytery level. So, just again to explain how it works is like there's individual churches, and then above them is a presbytery, and um, that's kind of like what would form the bishops in other, I guess you could say systems where that is. So there's not one person, but it's a, it's a meeting and people vote and things like that. So anyway, um, uh, and that leads up to the general assembly, which is where I was earlier this year. Right. And that's where they decide. So there were like a committee at the general assembly, put a lot of stuff together and sent it out and, uh, has come down, um, in some presbyteries, not all of them, cause it's actually, they really can't just do top down um from the chair ex cathedra type pronouncements but they they basically said you have to start using gender neutral and inclusive language in your uh services and in your music and in all other sorts of stuff and so my girlfriend sits on the on the presbytery's worship committee um so they prepare worship services every month for uh the presbytery meetings and the thing that she, they told her to do, because she's a musician, is and she selects all the music, is they said, hey, like, you can't have any songs that refer to God as Father. You can't, like, use like, Amazing. Any, anything that says brothers or sisters or any type of gendered language like that. Um, and, and the list, go, oh, or my, one of my favorite ones is, like, you can't uh, use any language that refers to christians or christianity in like a militaristic or colonial way so if you're especially if you're very familiar with protestant hymnody you have songs like uh uh march on onward christian soldiers and like we have a story to tell the nations and things like that which emphasize like christians going out and spreading the gospel to other Ugh. people right and so there was like no more of those types of hymns because <laughs> she got in trouble it, last last month. It really month does she, buy she into this narrative that Christianity is a white thing, which well, crushes. Uh, yeah, me. and we're gonna get it's into like, it. we're gonna get into that. Yeah, and I I, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna it, it we're is gonna get into as that. much a black and Arab thing as it is a white thing. Right. I mean, always you know, the, like, the funny the funny thing is is of course like white supremacist people like Richard Spencer reject Christianity completely and call yeah. it like a Semitic or Arab uh, Jewish invention and stuff like that. Right. Cause it's so, so hostile to, I mean, it's more hostile than any of the other Semitic religions to racial preference. Yeah. You know, like Judaism is like much more compatible with racial preference than Christianity is well sure certainly I mean that's because and I'm, it's not to say 
I, I, I don't think either of us are saying all, all Jews are racist or anything like that, but it's an ethnic religion, <laughs> right? So Keep it, the emails coming, people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See if it changes our minds. I um, do not read them. <laughs> uh, but uh, but it's it's an ethnic, ethno-religious group, right? So that's very much. And of course, like you have a preference towards Arab culture and Arabic language in Islam, especially, yeah. right? Because that is yeah. the language that everyone worships in, no matter where they're from. And uh and things like that. Not to mention other other things. But like we have so many languages like just the, the nature of the apostles and who they were and, and who Christ was, I mean, is like multilingual. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Right. And multicultural. Yeah. I mean the, the fact is you is know? that the gospels and other New Testament writings are written were written in the lingua franca of the time, which was Koine Greek. And so like they're already translating Jesus's words from Aramaic into Greek and sending except them out. the Assyrian Orthodox Church, except the Assyrian Orthodox Church. Right. Big yeah. ups, my boys. <laughs> keeping, it, keeping it real. Yes. Real although, Aramaic. Although I actually am doing a video on this tomorrow uh, for my church's YouTube channel. But the Aramaic of the Syriac Gospels is actually a later Aramaic than Jesus. It spoke. is different, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So it is, it is a little different, but but regardless, they're you know, big, big ups to them, big ups to them. Yeah, they're, they're um, clearly closest to reciting the Lord's Prayer as Jesus did. Sure, I think that's un, unequivocal. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's a more modern Aramaic. Yeah, but anyway, so um, so Christianity is is very much a, a world religion in in the true sense of that meaning, um. But uh, so anyway, this this directive comes down and I thought it was hilarious. So they sent out I guess it started last year, but it only took about this year time this year to come to us. They have like a little brochure that I have uh, from them. It's on the website. So if you ever want to look it up, you can. But it's uh, should we put a link in the episode description? Sure. Yeah. If you want to, Uh, I'll do that. Yeah, Yeah, I'll put a link to it. Now, so so you can see it, and it, of course, this is like, this is coming from a, a main line church. So a lot of them have similar type of things like this. This is like a what we like to call liberal Protestant and things like that. But you'll even find this in Catholic circles as well. Um, so it's really any any congregation or anything that is has been in the West and been influenced since like the 1900s or eight middle age the 1800s is going to have some of this stuff in it, even in like, even in uh, bigger or more traditional denominations too. So anyway, brochure here. And it, it, first of all, it defines all of these terms. And I think we'll get into them. But I this can't is, stop laughing at, while I'm reading this. Uh, yeah. Well, George, <laughs> well, so, it lists out all the homophobic slurs. Some well, of them I haven't even heard of. I know. I know. We were going to get to that. <laughs> what the fuck is a bull dagger? I know. I know. I didn't I think, know what that was either. I was like, they're teaching me was, something. I think that was the name of my rogue in third edition Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might have been fucking up back Illuvia, then. Holy the shit. bull dagger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've never. Honestly, I've never heard that term in my life. Yeah, me neither. So, so, so they. The first thing they do is they define things like LGBTQIA+, living openly, lesbian, whatever. They, so they tell you all those things that they mean. And the purpose of this is is it's called well-chosen words. And this is the third edition. And the whole point of it is to have exclusive – sorry, 
not the opposite of exclusive, inclusive and expansive language for worship and um, even for like uh, biblical uh, translations uh, or um, or liturgy stuff. Uh, like I've seen things before where where they've quoted church fathers and they'll uh, they'll have like the church uh. father like we'll say like something like um, like John Chrysostom right they'll quote him and he'll say God in His glory da 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 and right next to His they'll have in brackets they'll put S I C which if if anyone's familiar with um, oh wow sick, if anyone's familiar with like academic writing or writing in general is like to show that that person made an error in it's there. That's part of the quote. That error isn't on the part of the editor, right? So, um, so they'll have like all sorts of stuff like that, and so it's it's insane. I consider this insane. Um, and so they have a list of things, right? Uh, to to say like here are words that you should avoid, and here are words that you that you should use instead, because those so, these, so words like brothers and sisters or sisterhood or brotherhood are exclusive, right? Because not everyone may think of themselves as a brother or a sister, right? So instead, you should use siblings, you should use people of God, kindred, humankind. And so it gives okay, a lot of... But so if I spell sisterhood C-I-S... <laughs> that's even more exclusive. You can't do that. Um, so instead of mother and father, parent, I will say, so this is teaching me new words because like I was exposed to some of this in <laughs> seminary. So instead of niece and nephew, it's nibbling. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like a slur. I'm going to be honest. It sounds like a slur. It's spelled N-I-B-L-I-N-G. That fucking offends me more than Bulldog. <laughs> and, and I have never heard anyone, even, yeah. in, even in my time in, in academia, where I was in probably the most progressive circles it's like, imaginable it's in the like, United States, I never heard anyone say nibbling. Never. So this is like, this is new. This is hot off the presses, this this word. Um and so, so I'm not comfortable using that word. I'm not comfortable using it. It sounds like a racial slur. It really does. Um yeah. and so like, you know, another one is kingdom and instead of kingdom because kingdom not only implies that a male is head, right, a king, but also it's very it's very authoritarian, right? It's it's imperialistic. <laughs> so instead yeah. of saying Yeah, how dare we look at God with authority? Right. So instead of saying kingdom like the kingdom of heaven, uh, or God's kingdom or something like that. They have kindom, so kin as in like, you know, kinsman or whatever. Uh kin oh, cool. hyphen dumb. And then <laughs> cool, right? Um and then well, if I were just talking rain. about like like like, you know, well, you know, the Assyrian Orthodox, uh, <laughs> their Lord's Prayer isn't precisely the same exact Aramaic that Christ used to right, recite right. the Lord's Prayer. And now we're at this point, we're like Oh, fuck it. Take the word kingdom out of the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah. And so like there's all sorts of ones. I can't we can't go through every single one. Um, but I, I'm just going to go on to uh, some of my uh, favorites. Um, so instead of like men, mankind, men and women, ladies and gentlemen, they have humanity, humankind, folks with an X instead of folks, F-O-L-K-S. Um and so, so folks with an X has a little bit more of a uh, progressive or uh, uh, origin than than folks as the actual English speaking word. Um, and this yeah. is like, so I'm sure like all of this, like many of our listeners, and maybe even you're aware of this. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if some of this has already bled into 
you know, this is just also bleeding into the church, but it's also part of the secular word, world as well, right? Like I do know, like people have dropped, like companies have, some of them have dropped chairman because it's like too gender exclusive or whatever. Um, and so things like that are already, already go. Of course, like one of the things you'll hear in all sorts of services is uh, please stand or stand if you, if you are able, right? And so there's been a lot of pushback against that in in uh, in more progressive churches to say you know that's uh, oh my gosh ableist right because like what if people can't stand uh, what about them so instead you're supposed to say rise in body and spirit um, or in yeah, spirit or in spirit yeah rise in body or in spirit right yes yeah. um, instead of husband and wife of course spouses and partners. Um, and uh, we're going to get to some of the political ones in here, too, because you'll see that they're saying, hey, avoid this word, use this word instead. And there's a political connotation with the one they want you to use. Um, yeah, like, why instead. is third world in here? Um, yeah, so that's like one of them, right? So instead of third world, it has developing countries. Uh, well, thir- I think. Miss, third- no, it's ridiculous because yeah. they're not developing. A lot of them are not developing. Trust me. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> okay i mean it's just this this like wishful and i love and this does nothing for the third world sure yeah you know I, like you know yeah we're, I'll, i mean we'll get into why in a little bit um but of course there's the one that that cole was referring to earlier and it's really the standout section of this document um and so like <laughs> so on this document it has avoid words that exclude Right. And the funny thing is, is I guess outside of the queer community, you would never use these words in church in a church service because like all of these are would be considered uncouth. So like sissy, tranny, bulldagger, <laughs> dyke. And then they have oh, funny in, in quotes. Funny in quotes. <laughs> funny. What He's is this funny. like an awkward <laughs> Italian man describing you By know, his Holmes nephew? Like, or something. No, he's, he's he's a little funny, you know. He's, he's he, no, no. I mean, he uh, does he have a, a g- girlfriend? No, he, you know, he's uh, he's uh, colorful. He's uh, he, he you know, he's plays unusual. with the sausage. If you get what I'm saying, yeah. He's a fan. Look, he's a fanook. You want me to tell it? He's a fanook. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, so sissy tranny bull dyke or bull dagger dyke funny and homo and and um as as Colin and I both said we had never heard of the word bull dagger and I looked it up and it's basically the same thing as uh, what I mean I've heard the term bull dyke before and that's what it means <laughs> it's just like a very masculine uh, yeah yeah lesbian. I mean I gathered that was it I mean you know I didn't have any idea looking at it what it was I had no idea what you know you're, like, you're che- I was you like what your- slur did they just teach me that I. <laughs> you know that we that I can right? deploy Put that in the old back pocket. No, listen. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's just funny to me because it's like the words that they use to say. So they say instead you should say LGBTQIA plus queer, or however someone tells you they prefer to be referenced. Right. So that's like how you, it's just funny because I never have pictured even in my mind before having I mean, a church service where I'd be like the sissy community or something like that. It's like, what? No one even, I mean, I made, mean, like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Definitely some like super conservative, like hateful churches might say something like that, but that's but they're not, not reading this shit. Right. That's <laughs> yeah, the thing. Like they're exactly, not exactly. reading this shit. I have a horrible, hateful, fucked up church in my community 
that put signs outside their doors about like, you know, how, how like, you know, say how the Democrats are Satanists and like, right, right, right. And um, of course, they're never going to care they're about They're not going to read this. This. And even if it, you as another Christian brought this to them, like, there would just be, it'd be too, you'd be starting from two very different points where you would They're that ARP church, by the way. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. That, 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 that like subset of Presbyterianism that you and Thomas hadn't even ever heard of. You're yeah. Like, what the fuck is this even? Right. It's like, you know, um, it's just like bizarre. And, um, Really weird. So, okay. I look. Obviously, don't call people bull daggers. Right. 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 Yes. Um, unless you want to confuse them. <laughs> right. Wait, wait, wait. What did you say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but I mean, like, was was this a? This is solving problems that don't exist in the churches that it's being preached at. Right. You know, because the churches that you have these problems are not being reached by this. And, um, you know, so if it's not and B, if it's not solving problems that exist, then you have to think, why is it here? And then you come to the conclusion that this is a political propaganda tool. Right. 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 Yeah. This is this is like a, a way to um, re recreate the church in the image of a very recent political ideology. Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. So, you know, so one of the things like, so if we were to read this as charitably as we possibly could, right. Um, we could say, uh, you know, that what they're trying to do is they're trying to love their neighbors. And in doing so, they believe that loving their neighbors means like basically acquiescing all traditional Christian language in order to, uh, make them feel comfortable and at home in the church, right? Yeah. I mean, like they have yeah. a section called words have value, have value. And I mean, even this is very political, but it says language is not value neutral, right? All words have value and meaning. So the words that we choose to use communicate our personal thoughts, beliefs, and feelings. And uh, they say as disciples of Jesus Christ, we are called to a new way of life and a new way of speech. They don't actually give us a a reference for that but they do say accordingly yeah. we are called to consciousness that death and life are in the power of the tongue and that's from proverbs eighteen twenty one. now i think that that's true in as far as like yes uh the way that we use language is really like the way that we communicate to each other is really important and um james 3 is an excellent example of this uh, if you ever want to come after cool kids bible study you could just hit us with this passage from james 3 all the time um yeah but it talks about how the tongue is so hard to control right it's like uh it, it's it's not like a ship or a horse where you can put a bit or a rudder a bit in the mouth of the horse and control it or a rudder on the ship and control it but like the tongue is is a small part of the body but it, it's able to set the whole body on fire um and, uh, you know, that it's our, this tongue speaks out of the heart. Right. Um, and, uh, and so we need to be really careful because, uh, the way that we use our words is really important. Right. So, yeah, I think all Christians would, would agree with that. And this is especially true when it comes to insulting people, to cursing people, to being rude and things like that. Right. Because it, it really, it, it can show us where we are at in, in our spirit. And I think that that's really important, but I think what it also means for this document is that we have to be very uh, like this. This is also 
this type of use of speech here is also a wrong use of the tongue because you're, I would say that this is a lying to people about what Christianity is. Like, sure, some of these things are just like parts of the English language, like chairman, right? And that's not really yeah. used. But when it comes to stuff like kingdoms uh, or uh, brothers and sisters or um, things like that, right? It, it, this is like very specific words that have been used uh, in the church for very specific meanings. And they actually go down even further. They, on a separate kind of column, they have expansive language with reference to God. And this is something I got all the time in, in seminary. We weren't banned if we refer, like we wouldn't, we wouldn't be docked points if we referred to God as uh, in masculine terms. So as father um, or as a, or using he pronouns and things like that. But we would be, uh, but they, but they heavily encouraged us not to do that. But of course, they can't say you can't do it because that's like heretical, right? So um, they can't. But they give a bunch of different references the way the Bible talks about God, uh, you know, and some of these are, are metaphorical ones like rock and water. I mean, they're all basically metaphors. Um, rock and water uh, is an eagle. And Jesus refers to God uh, in in some of his parables as a, as a mother or as a hen, right? And so... Um, they're, they're, they're trying to get us to think outside of the normal, like masculine way. And I think that that can be somewhat helpful, but we shouldn't, but what ends up happening is that we then say using these masculine things are wrong. And of course that that steps into just being completely the opposite of what the Bible teaches. So we can tame the tongue or we think we're taming the tongue in order to help other people. Right. But instead we're actually one lying to them and lying about God. And I think that ends up really harming any sort of ministry that we end up doing. Um, and that's why it's, stuff like yeah. this document just sets me off when I when I read it. it, it it's heretical. And I, and I mean, like, there's, there's such an effort nowadays to um, package Christianity within progressive politics. Sure. And, uh, and, and there's, there's long been an effort, a successful effort, to package Christianity within conservative politics, neither right. fit. Right. Right. Neither fit. And, um, both have to like alter and cajole scripture and the teachings of, of Christ and the word of God in order to like meet that agenda. And it just shows that these people, uh, have made idols of their political ideologies and right. that they are more important than, um, their faith in God. Really? Um, yeah. So, and, and you know, like it's, it's, it's also this, like this mentality of like putting up numbers, you know, and saying like, well, how are we going to re reach people in X group or Y group or Z group? If, if we, you know, hold fast to this idea and blah, blah. And it's like, who cares? Right. Like, like, look, look at, and, and again, this is so like, um, U.S. centric and its thinking because it is, yes, it, it presumes that Christianity is this American thing. Look at the world of Christianity. Look at the early world of Christianity. Okay, you've got how many? I mean, like in Oriental Orthodoxy, right? You have Arabs, you have Armenians, you have Assyrians, you have uh, North Africans. You know, you've Copts. Um, you have. Uh, 
several, many, many, many different tribes of, of, of African peoples, you know, like, uh, I mean, in our case, namely in the Tewahedo tradition, Ethiopia and Eritrea and that area. Right. Um, you know, and this is in the early, early church, you know, and then you have Greeks. And then shortly after that, you have Europeans and you have um, Indians, you know, like, I mean, St. Thomas the Apostle uh, evangelized India, you know, you have Asians and the, I mean, it's all over the place. Yeah, I mean, there's that whole you know, laundry it, list of people that are are listed in um, in uh, in Acts when the apostles when Pentecost happens and they're speaking in tongues to uh, foreign tongues to all the different types of people that are in Jerusalem, all the, the Jews from different places, and there are people of like uh, as far north as Scythia and as far south as Arabia and Ethiopia who are there. And so it's like yeah. that's that's what ends up becoming the church, right? Is <laughs> you have like all these different right. all these different types of people, and of course, like even yeah. in Europe, there's and they all these agreed different tribes. at the time. Yeah, at the time, you have to realize like how much more diverse these cultures were than now. Like right nowadays, right. I mean, like everything has been so homogenized. Uh, you know, like we're in a, famously in an age of globalism where you know we people across the world are actually more similar than than ever. Back then, these people had radically different ways of life, ways of dress, you know, customs, uh, you know, manners of socializing, you know. Like, mm-hmm. it was wild to have people from every corner of the known world join in to worship God together. That was yeah. unheard of, completely unheard of. So... um just the idea that we we that we have this incredible beautiful thing and yes. you know we we're going to change it because someone espouses you know a political ideology that's existed for less than 50 years right um no <laughs> no yeah we're not going to do that um and i when i say we i mean I think I speak for at least 90% of the Christian world saying that, you know, I mean, I don't know what the hell's going on in America, but we're not going to be, you know, hijacked in mass by, you know, either a radical progressive ideology or a radical right wing ideology, you know, many, it's been attempted many times Okay, and it's always successful in splinters, and then those splinters fade with time, you know, because um, the Holy Spirit's not with them at the end of the day. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit to – churches are very fragile. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if you're not preaching the word of God and you're not walking with the Holy Spirit, they will go away. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, so – I mean, um, I look at this shit and I'm just like, this is, this is, this is like, you know, modernist drivel that yeah. will not stand the test of time. So I don't really, it's funny and I laugh at it, but it causes right. me absolutely no concern for the future of Christianity. Yeah. I mean, I think like, you know, it's just, it's just another reason that we, when we speak about loving our neighbor, and I and that's obviously cornerstone, greatest commandment, right? Type of stuff. Uh, they'll know we are Christians by our love. But I think a lot of people 
uh, especially, I guess, in the main line. Um, but in I think in a lot of different, even outside the main line, they think that the best way to love someone is to make them feel comfortable all the time, right? I think it kind of goes to like Maslow's hierarchy of needs type of thinking. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but like we never... We're supposed to speak the truth in love to people because like you'll have some of these seeker sensitive churches and things like that that are want to draw yeah. in people and they'll say they'll straight up give orders. I mean, one of the guys I know was uh, looking for a church and they they straight up said, hey, this is our like seeker service. You can't use the word sin here. Right. You can't use the word sin. Um uh, or, uh, or or other things like that, or like we can't use churchy or Christianese words like Eucharist or uh, or anything like that, right? Because that will make someone feel, they feel left out and they won't understand and then they won't want to come anymore, right? And it's like, well, every time I think about that, I think that there's a heart there that's good, right? You want to make, you want to make people welcome you don't want to make them think that the church hates them because many churches do make people think that way or aren't welcoming and that's a good thing to do but at the same time it's like you also can just by being so welcoming not actually teach them anything i mean jesus like it you don't have to read much of the gospels to see that he doesn't water down his teachings for people uh, he tells them exactly what he thinks, and he's continually reaching out to people who uh, are a at very the small percentage of people that he preached to followed him. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like there's this. And he great, was okay yeah. with that. I mean, as if Christ couldn't have changed that if he wanted to. Yeah, yeah. There's this great you part know? in the Gospel of John. Um, early into it, where in one of the chapters, Jesus starts with thousands of people. This is when he feeds the 5,000, right? And then by the yeah. end of that chapter, he's left just with his disciples. And so, yeah. because they all leave, they go, your teachings are too hard, peace. And they leave, right? And we yeah. was, and, and many churches would say, that is a massive failure, right? You had a 5,000 person church and now you're down Yeah, can 12, you imagine if a right? pastor did that? Right, exactly, right? They'd say, yeah. you're, you're an absolute failure. But in actuality, Jesus didn't mince his words and he said exactly what he was coming to do and who he was. And just because people didn't feel included by that doesn't mean that he changed it. Right. Um, the spirit's going to call who the spirit calls. And our job as Christians is to bring that to people. And we can do that through being very welcoming. Um, but we do not want to end up giving them a, a basically at this point, a false gospel by, by just not t- teaching right. them anything that Jesus said. Right. Um, this is really hard for for especially um, evangelical Christians to wrap their heads around. Sure, yes, I'd agree with that. But God is not in a hurry to evangelize the world. Doesn't mean we shouldn't like try really hard and do our best to do it under His guidance and in His way and in His timing. But if God wanted just everyone to be a Christian. By the end of this sentence, they would be. Okay. If he wanted to just like coerce human will and just trample our, you know, personhood mm-hmm. um, and say, like, well, you're all, you know, involuntary slaves to Christ now. <laughs> he could do that. Right. right. But I mean, 
he's not going to. So, I mean, when, when you're evangelizing, right, really what you're fighting is, against is the will of the person you're talking to to submit themselves and put their full trust in a God that they don't know exists, or if he does exist, they have no understanding or relationship with. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, of course it's going to be not that many people come to God, right? Like it's, it's, it's hard for people who have already like, I don't think I'll ever doubt God's presence and the reality of who God is in Mm -hmm. my life. But I, I really struggle with trusting him and, and putting my faith in him and submitting to him. And uh, like I'm a guy who has had so many crazy God experiences, I forget them. Mm-hmm. So what I mean, you can kowtow to people's pet beliefs all, all you want. Right. It's not going to get you anywhere. Right. You know, because that's the impediment. We are the impediment to God, you know. So, I mean, you might think like, well, why doesn't he just slap us around and open our eyes? And it's like, well, he does. Right. Yeah, he does. Usually it doesn't work. Yeah. (laughs) And at the end of the day, like God respects our free will. Um, Because we have his breath in us. Right. I mean, one of the most common. Go ahead. Yeah. We're the only thing that has his breath in yes. us on this earth, right? Yeah. Even the angels, they are, if anything, an extension of God. They're not really a creation in in, in the true sense like we are. Right. They're not made um, in God's we, image. Yeah. Right. We carry his image, his breath. Um, And so, yeah, we are special and our... Will is, you know, inviolable, mm. and that's important. So, so this is something we forget in, in evangelism. But yeah, well, maybe, uh, maybe I'll like wrap it up. But like one of the things I think that just to to tie in, one of the things that God commonly refers to Israel in the Old Testament as is as like a stubborn and hard hard hearted people, right? And that's that's all of us. That's not just. Israel in the Old Testament, but it's just yeah. like this idea that you've, I mean, that could, it's just that you've had this, you know who God is, right? You know these things that God has done for you, and, um, and, but you still resist and you still don't want to deal or do the things that He wants to do, or you want to change, or you want to adapt to like to fit things that are outside of His will. And yeah. I think like this is just a good example of that where it's like, you know, God gave us language that we can use, but let's be honest, we know it's a little bit better. You know, like, right. we, you know, like, yeah. like, like, did he really, I mean, like Christianity is really actually a revolutionary and anti-imperialist thing. So he would never really actually want to call himself a king or, or talk about the king. It's not anti-imperialist. I, I it's mean, anti-worldly imperialism. Right. Right. It's very pro-angelic imperialism. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and in case anyone's wondering, Jesus uses the word basileia, and in Greek, that is clearly kingdom or empire. 
uh, you can use either. So like it's it's basil or basil or however you want to say it is king. Like in Greek. what basilica is from? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so all these things like it's it's clear that that was the the word that Jesus was using. Um, and of course, like that's Old Testament as well, type of, of reference to God as king. And, and so it's just one of these things where I guess it, it takes it, evangelism and speaking to other people takes massive amount of humility um, and like being able to do exactly what you said, which is just let God work through you and that person and try not to get in the way as much as possible. So, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, just uh, just wanted to keep everyone updated with my life and my denomination so yeah um you know i i think the message on, on both sides should be don't overreact to this stuff because it's fleeting oh i yeah. mean the yeah. the crazy right-wing churches the crazy left-wing churches they don't last oh yeah because yeah. they're divorced they're they completely divorce themselves from god at a certain point, you, you know, like like the ones that go way off the deep end in any one of these directions. I mean, like the, it's the Holy Spirit is what sustains the church. Right. And if you don't have that, start the clock on your extinction, you yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I never you know, it's it's fun to make fun of the, the super hardcore right wing and left wing churches. They're clearly just grafting their own pet political ideologies onto the faith. Um, but please don't lose sleep over any of this. If you're a right-wing person listening to this, don't be like, oh, well, there there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> right, God, right, right. Fucking liberals. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I, I, I told um, like my girlfriend, I was just like, just ignore it. And she was like, oh, I plan to. So, like, you know, it's just people move <laughs> on. You know, it's like it's like to assuage yeah. their conscience and then you just – just move on. Don't and if people don't get let mad, it distract you from what's important. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, living in love, repentance, um, seeking to be sanctified by God, um, prayer, uh, communion, fellowship. I mean, like, don't let yourself be distracted for one second. But you know, point, laugh, and move on. Right. Is my philosophy. Yeah. And. Um, That'll serve you a lot better than getting getting wrapped up in it. I agree. Here, here. Yeah. So, uh, you know what, George? Okay, I have a question for you. Okay. That's been passed on. We're not going to do a segment, but since we've covered, we've danced around this so much. Why is God a man? Um. So, I mean, part of that is just like, so when we talk about the gender of God, obviously. When we speak about it, we we Christian theologians have always known this. So this isn't like something weird. We understand that God isn't gendered in the same exact way that humans are, right? Like mm-hmm. God is spirit. Yeah. So it's like, it's weird to talk about it that way. But I think one of the things that notice is God in all parts of the Trinity. Some people like to play around with the spirit, but it's not true. Um, like to God refers to himself solely in the masculine way right so obviously in the trinity this is very obvious with god the father and god the son but even god the spirit only uses masculine pronouns in the bible right jesus says i'm sending you an advocate and he will do this for you right talking about the spirit yeah so um so god as 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 who he is identifies and 
presents as masculine and obviously embodied when he became incarnated as the son was was male right he had a penis he was circumcised so like clearly a dude um he and, had a penis so clearly a dude excuse me excuse me um I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't cancel us. Cancel us for Cole's racism. Don't cancel us for my transphobia. Um, <laughs> Look, uh, I, I, I'm not taking back a single word I said about the Jews. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that coffee uh, maker guy that, that Cole ran into. Mel Gibson, that, knew, that heavy Mel Gibson breathing into the mic on his... Like, <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> Um, so I guess to to answer your question is why is God, why is God masculine? I think it's to present like in the way that he created, uh, humanity, um, because he creates both men and women in, in his image, right? It's not as though like men are more closer to, although some like weird Gnostic Christians believe this, it's not like men are more godly than women or anything like that. But I think the reason that God uses masculine pronouns presents as masculine all these other types of things is a man when he becomes incarnated is because he's trying to teach us something very important about um who he is and what that kind of means right when we things like kingdom or we talk about god as as a king that conjures up very certain images or as a lord of hosts right as a general um things like that is that he's he's embodying all of the parts of of maleness that are perfected and not destroyed by sin in in who he is right but it's not saying that like women aren't aren't like god and you know jesus refers to he uses metaphors to refer to god as as a woman a few times um but it certainly is just communicating something about god's power um and also his it also might be i mean <laughs> also might be because so many dads are terrible so he has to fill that role for so many people. Yeah. So I have no idea what you're talking about. I have a dad of the year over here. <laughs> we we so, played catch just yesterday. <laughs> you know, me and the old man. So so that might be a part of it as well. Yeah. Anything you'd like to add to that, yeah. Cole? Well, I think that, you know, on a sort of like philosophical level, God is the organizing principle and uh, in Christianity, the authoritative organizing principle is that of the masculine energy, right? Whereas, like, the feminine energy represents more like the, um, the chaotic and natural, right? So um, this is Cole's, people Cole say, is like, a Taoist in high school, and this is his Taoism coming out. Because yeah, this, well, is, this is yin yang, essentially. <laughs> and, and people can say like, oh, well, you know, then then that's worse. Then, then women are worse because, you know, the natural and the chaotic is clearly worse than the, you know, or, organized and the orderly. And it's like, okay, well, what is more destructive? Too much order, pure order or pure chaos? Historically, pure order. Right. Like think about Mao. Think about China under Mao. Right. Think about, um, you know, 
you know, Nazi Germany. Think about like Stalinist Russia, right? Those are like pure authoritarian environments, you know? And then you think about purely chaotic environments, like, I don't know, like people you know, use Somalia as an example. Um, like S- Somalia, by the numbers, is a far less dangerous place than Maoist China. <laughs> In terms of just, okay. you're, you're saying in terms of just death and people being killed. Yes, in terms of death yeah. and suffering, right? Like, um, so people look at this and they're like, well, like the, the, the orderly and the authoritarian is, you know, like just the pure. It's like, no, one is not better than the other. It's just that the fact that God is the creator and he introduces order, right? It doesn't mean he's pure order. I mean, obviously, God has a very gentle touch. Like, my yoke is, take on my yoke, my yoke is easy. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a very gentle touch to leadership. He, he is a very, he acts very subtly. Um, he respects, like, the, la- he respects the, the need for a lack of order in certain things. Um, so, when people talk about like, okay, why is God a man? And like, you know, the, the immediate assumption is like, well, Christianity is sexist or whatever. Um, it's just a lot deeper than that. And, um, you know, hopefully we've, we've scratched the surface of it, but this is a topic that you could just read tomes and tomes and tomes of, of theology on, um, and, you know, church fathers and so on and so forth. So, um, on that note, (laughs) Uh, thanks for sticking with us. This has been a fun one. And um, do we have any closing thoughts, George? Anything that was on your mind that you'd like to get across? No, I mean, I think I think that's good. I think we basically covered all the rage that I had building up. Not really rage. I was, I was more laughing. And I'm joining the PCA, baby. <laughs> um, yeah. So... It's funny. I met a girl who's like a really devout, like PCA Christian, uh-huh. but she had like blue hair and was like kind of like progressive. Oh, fa- classic. Yeah. And than, I was more like, than you would know this. I was like, this picture does not. Yeah. What is going on? Here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, so did you just grow up PCA? She's like, no, no, I, I converted and I became like a PCA Christian. I grew up Baptist. I'm like, huh? <laughs> you know where like you want to say like but you know um but right you, then again you don't um so anywho and then i get to drop the bomb of like i'm orthodox which i love doing uh <laughs> yes you do but any anywho uh yeah look Thank you, listeners. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends or don't, or give us a positive review or don't. Uh, And send questions and comments to coolkidsbiblestudy at gmail.com. And until until la semaine prochaine, mieux chapat, stay cool, cool kids. See ya. Peace. Don't know French. (laughs) (laughs) Au revoir. Au revoir. Yeah.